This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 296, for the week of Wednesday, the 25th of October, 2017. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Adam. And Justin. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the DST Marvel Gallery Spider-Man 9-inch statue, the SH Figure Arts Super Saiyan 3 Son Goku, and the Tomy Tech Little Armory AA-10 and M134 Weapon Accessories. Well, here we are, another episode. Now, Adam, I'm sure I heard you in the intro, but there was another strange voice. Yes, beyond the void. (laughs) How are you, you gentlemen? (laughs) 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 Back into the same ritual. (laughs) Well, answer me. How are you, gentlemen? (laughs) Oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for those not in the know, that uh, that voice is uh, is Justin. How have you been, mate? I've been really well. Uh, as I discussed last time, bit of been, uh, there has been a hectic work schedule, but we uh, decided to come to a compromise and now have a few <laughs> nights off a week. So I'm Excellent. able to do this nonsense again. So. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully all that, uh, all that additional work means uh, lots of extra disposable income and uh, you've picked up some, some goods worth mentioning. I have. I've been on a bit of a wrestling uh fixation at the moment i was able to pick ah. up uh, some elite figures yep so i was yep. able to get uh mankind uh brutus the barber beefcake the most underrated wrestler <laughs> of all time clearly <laughs> yeah picked up a stretch armstrong the full-size one. Oh, okay remember yep, being yep. fascinated one of the, with those as a kid lots of yeah. uh nonsense in the pop vinyl world as well picked up a cat dog uh the real monsters <laughs> uh, flocked beast man which is really oh, good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was like an exclusive at um, EB Games. Oh, man. So I, I, I still ignore them. I just I walk right past them. At mm. It's it's, it's yeah. just too easy to, to head down a, a, yeah, a slippery slope. Um, yeah. Because you do the whole, oh, I just, you know, I'll, I'll just get the Marvel ones and, and Marvel and, and nothing other than, oh, but that was such a great movie. I might just get that one. You know, I'll get yeah. the Indiana Jones. Oh, and then, of course, don't forget Aliens and Predators. I love Aliens and Predators. So I'll just get the, and then the next thing you know, you've got like 5,000 of them. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And plus, uh, Zing are really discounting them at the moment. So around $9 a pop for some pretty good. Yeah. 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 Seem to be moving some of that uh, that excess stock that's been sitting around, and that must happen. I mean, they're bringing up oh, definitely so much stuff coming in. There's got to yeah. be ones that just just simply don't move because it's only us old fogies that remember it or something. Yeah, and I know we're not doing the news this week, but there is a uh, blue and gold two pack coming out that uh, oh, okay. I saw during the week, uh, and it's uh, classic classic colours and classic uniform. So sweet. Be looking forward to that when it comes out as well. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Mister Adam? Uh, I'm just trying to think. So we're out of the country uh, come Thursday for three wonderful weeks. Um, yep. So there's that. And uh, the other fantastic thing that um, that I've worked out this week through discussion with co-worker is um, we believe that the power cosmic is actually the sun shining out of Galactus's arse after he's eaten stars. 
That's <laughs> a pretty good possibility, actually. I mean, yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot for power, that dude. Uh, yeah. So, so there's a thought for you. Um, other than that, things I've picked up uh, is what I'm talking about tonight, and um, some of the Bundai figurines. I think they are related to um, effect pieces of the burst effects. So they're just kind of um, things you can put up. So it looks like explosions going on around you guys that are that are hanging out <laughs> cool. in a diorama. Sweet. Hmm. They're doing some really clever stuff. Yeah, just yeah. I also like they're doing them as model kits, so it's not you know necessarily a hugely detailed thing. They're just something cheap and easy you can just kind of clip out, put together, and you're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ah, fair enough. Very good. Very good. Yeah. What about yourself, Mister Ben? Well, I'm getting uh, I'm getting really frustrated at trying to do the right thing and buy stuff from bricks and mortar stores. So. I've kind of got out of sync a little bit with Star Wars Black uh, in terms of just pre-ordering them as a wave because the bricks and mortar places are getting more and more of them. So I'll do that. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll just wait. And then I see people posting. And it's like, oh, these are available at Maya. So it's like, oh, cool. So I, I dash into my local Maya. And obviously, despite living in the country's capital, my, my local Maya is a, a third world. Maya because they never have anything new. They've got Marvel Legends, you know. I think the Hulkbuster wave is still sitting on the shelf, uh, and things like that. And so then I hear, oh, you know, such and such has got the previous Star Wars Black Wave, you know, for fifteen dollars each. And so I race out there, and they don't have one, and they never heard of them. And so <laughs> it's getting really annoyed. And it's I just sort of I feel like eventually I'm just going to make the call and go. You know what? I'm I'm done with bricks and mortar. I've tried my best and. Um, I've had enough. So, and, and the other thing I did is I managed to uh, cool that um, that Sentinel uh, heroes fighting gear uh, uh, Ken from Gutchman that I reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Um, I mentioned that one of the frustrations I had with that figure was that uh, his cape, the feathered cape, you know, from Battle of the Planets, G Force, you know, Ken. Yeah was that his cape slash feathers are actually white, but traditionally the inside is red. And uh, I thought that was a sort of a bit bit odd in that, that design choice. And this figure's been out for a long time, and I've just put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. And the second I went and actually picked it up, Eddie sent me a link to say, hey, did you know that there's this new show and it's called Infinity Force and it's um, I-N-F-I-N-I, but then there's like a hyphen T, so it's Infinity hyphen T Force. And it's actually a new cartoon that features um, Ken from Gutchman, so the white feathered leader dude, um, plus a whole bunch of other guys from various uh, anime from sort of like the 70s and early 80s, like Tekaman. Um, and God, and that sort of thing. And um, I actually watched the first two episodes, and it's it's pretty damn awesome. And they get sucked out of their respective dimensions into one world, and so that's how they all come together, and that's the reason why, you know, Ken from Gutchman is not with the rest of the team. And uh, to uh, obviously to tie in with that, Sentinel uh, re-releasing this figure, but updated to tie in with the Infinity Force um, TV show, and he's got the red cape on the inside. That's like awesome. So, yes. So you can thank me for for cooling that figure for you. Um, you know they've now released it in you know the more accurate with the white on the outside, red on the inside. So yeah, thanks a lot, Sentinel. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. Cheers. No bitterness well, at all done. here. All around. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm I'm not bitter at all that I spent all that money on a figure that's been superseded to what I'd prefer. So anyway, 
Oh, well, that series sounds pretty interesting anyway. I might have to check it out. It's good. Yeah, a lot of fun so far. So it's, um, I think uh, it also had Kassan and um, Polymer is the other guy that's in it. Oh. So, and they don't know each other. They all sort of come across each other. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah, pretty pretty good so far. All right. Well, we've got some uh, yeah, we've got quite the diverse uh, group of things to review tonight. So without any hesitation, let's get on with it. Automorphine Power Rangers, this is Zordon. It's morphine time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And we have three Toys of the Week tonight, and Justin, you're taking us, taking us away with the first one. Okay, so my Toy of the Week is the Marvel Gallery Spider-Man 9-inch statue. I've uh, been on a bit of a run with these. I've picked up the... Doctor Strange and the uh, Jean Grey oh, cool. uh, because they're classic comic styling and they're, they're pretty good. Uh, the thing I like about them, obviously, they're not polystone, so they're not heavy. <laughs> and plus, yep. they're pretty cheap. Huh. So, <laughs> obviously, cool. the company is Diamond Select Toys, which we all we all know and love from time to time <laughs> over the years. Uh, such fine makers of uh, what are they, mini-mates as well as this sort of oh, diverse yeah. sort of things they bring out from time to time. So I picked this up a couple of months ago. It was at a Zing. Um, so obviously we talked about it. It's a statue. It's a PVC diorama, if you read the labelling, because oh. he is perched atop of a building. Could be a <laughs> like a spire or an old church or something like that. It's 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 pretty neat. But uh, the price was just under 70 Uh Checking on Zing's website, it's out of stock at the moment, and I've been – just looking around at these and haven't seen him in store in my local area for quite some time now. So I think he may have been and gone. He sort of, it was like a under the radar sort of release and uh, he left. So the packaging is window box, which gives you a view from the sides and the front of the statue before you purchase, which is pretty good. You can see all the details within it comes with the plastic uh, sliding shelf tray, so you can put him in and out whenever you whenever you feel like it. Uh, package obviously is collector friendly. We just went through that, so that's pretty good. Now the sculpting is very good, in my opinion. Why I say in my opinion because <laughs> I've looked online, and people are saying he looks like an alien. It's an alien <laughs> head. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> they're really unhappy with his right hand sculpted in a way where he's. It's hard to it's it's almost like he's about to make a fist. But the thing I like about that is he's looking down and this is what I've seen from it. He, he's looking down and it looks like he's ready to launch into action. So he's mm. perched with one foot top of a an older style building. Um and you know, there's been heaps of hate for this statue if you go on there. Like, it, it's funny because I never get swayed by that kind of thing, but when I did buy it and then read reviews about it, even for getting ready for tonight's show people are really down on this um down on this statue yeah, for that reason 
you can't win. I mean, it's like it's not yeah. going to read any opinion on Facebook. If they had it gone with something generic, it's like, gee, why couldn't they think out of the box a little bit? So then they think out of the box a little bit. And it's like, that's just weird. <laughs> but I, I, I really like I really like it. Like, we've had Spidey in 100 poses where he's about to shoot web hunched over. This is just something a little bit different. Mm. Um, and saying that, the, the um, sculpting, so it's a recess for his webbing, which – Brings us on to paint, which is always hard in these sort of mass-produced things, and and it is sloppy. The, I'm not going to lie, the black is really sloppy in the recessed webbing. Um, all other all other areas are good. The it's a real bold sort of harken back to the '70s style of the blue and red of the Spidey we probably know and love the original. Um, having said that, this this pose of the Spidey has also lent himself to a Miles Morales in the same pose and. Mm. Uh, um, oh, what do you call it? Black costume Spider-Man as well. So there's those two variations from that, which is which is a pretty good idea. Obviously, you wouldn't want them all together in that same pose. It'd probably look a bit ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so being a statue, there's not really too much to talk about in articulation sense. Um, like I said, he's he's just under nine inches tall, including the diorama top. So in in my collection. My way of thinking of collecting these statues is just to get a character represented in statue form, whether it is 9-inch, 12-inch or whatever, just to showcase that character and not necessarily collect the whole line of statues in that series because I have a fandom, you know, at this stage is 12-inch, Indiana yeah. Jones is 12-inch, other 9-inch collectibles such as that Doctor Strange and that Jean Grey, and I'm going to pick up the jewel as well. So... You know, for for its money's worth, seventy dollars for a statue for nine inches, pretty good value to me. Mm, and mm. Kodo is around the same size, and they're you know at least one hundred and twenty, one hundred and fifty nine, something like that, in the same shop. Um, now for the dolly rating, the only really thing I can take him back is just the sloppy paint. If 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 that was uh, on cue and taking a bit of more time and care, you know, it would have been right up there. So I'm going to give it probably an eight out of ten. Um, I'm really loving this this line of statues. There's a classic Iron Man that's on pre-order at the moment. Yeah, um, yep. That is really good as well. And you know, this is a cheap alternative to people who who still want to collect statues without the right. without the cost of importing. And um, you know, it, it's nice going into a shop and buying a statue, <laughs> just coughing up seventy smackaroonies, and <laughs> you're on your way out with the statue, which I which I really love. Uh, being Marvel Gallery, there's a there's a cross between classic and New York costumes. There's also I forget the female um, Iron Man character. Um, is it Ironheart? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's one of her that's just out as well. I, I'll probably I will pass on that, but um, it's a it's a sort of scattergun approach to it. But classic costume stylings for me is always is always going to be a really big win in collecting yeah. a line of statues. Yeah. And I think, too, these days with so many interpretations, sometimes it's not just enough to have the comic accurate. You also, um, you know, you want, want that paint uh, in terms of the choice of colours. And I think the, the blue and the red are actually really, really nicely done on these. Like the blue is quite vibrant, yet the red's got that sort of almost a, a deeper tone to it that contrasts really well with the blue. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mention on the packaging as well that you get a blurb of, you know, Peter Parker bitten by a radioactive spider, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's got a paragraph also about his uh, back history as well. And, um, yeah, like I said, 8 out of 10. I honestly don't have any problems with it. I, I, I actually think the fact that he's standing sort of with one foot, you know, on the 
the base and one foot sort of sticking off does look like he's about to, you know, mm. he's standing there, but he's about to get moving. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't, and I mean, that hand, the way it's positioned, like it looks like he's forming sort of a bit of a claw. Yeah. But, um, you know, when he's doing his wall crawling thing, he's not that far off it. So, yeah, well, the interpretation either is he's using that hand to balance or he's ready to, to leap. So yeah. I, I really like it. It's some, like I said, something different um, than yeah. the classic spidey poses, yeah. Yeah, I find the foot hanging off kind of throws me because it doesn't <laughs> – it looks like it's basically in the exact same position as the other foot and, and it's like, oh, wait, they got the angle of the feet wrong and then put a, a rooftop <laughs> underneath him just because. <laughs> the, their, yeah. their first plans for a base fell through and they're just, oh, I'll stick something under him, yeah. top of a chest piece. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, if it was us, we'd be sort of leaning to, to counterbalance the, the weight of the, you know, the leg on that side. But he does have that proportionate strength of a spider. So, you know, mm. he could be using his spidey strength to just stand there like that. Like a boss. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Justin. Good to have you back. Good to have you uh, reviewing a statue. Very nice yeah. indeed. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up our Toy of the Week number one. We're going to take a quick soundbite break and we'll come back and we're going to hear from Mr. Adam. Well, we've had one of our three Toys of the Week so far and Adam is picking up the middle section today. And Adam, take it away. Thank you. Thank you. So I am reviewing the new version of the Super Saiyan 3 Son Goku from SH Figure Arts, the Bandai line. Um, so I have both the new and the old. Um, there are elements in which uh, the new is a market improvement over the old, and there's a couple of elements where it's not. So the new version came out this year in 2017. The old version came out many, many moons ago. Um, I have a feeling it was back in like 2015 or 2012, uh, but quite some time ago. Uh, let's see, 2014, there we go, so, or somewhere around there. Um, which the old one was a an exclusive. Um, God knows how I got mine uh, through Big Bad, that being the case, but I got the old version $55, the new version for $58. Um, so talking a bit about the packaging for the new version, uh, it's the kind of standard SH Figure Arts um, window box these days, particularly for the Dragon Ball Z line, so it's kind of nice, clean lines, um, very modern-looking. The sides, uh, so um, the side that isn't cut away in plastic, um, has black and white close-ups of different parts of the figure, mainly around um, the hands and the face. There's one of a foot, which is kind of interesting. Um, there's a bit more of that on the top and a bit on the bottom. The front has a kind of semi-rain or semi-close-up um, in colour, and the back shows some different posing options. So um, that's kind of fairly standard. The backing card, for those that don't know, um, the figure arts card uh, figures that come with a window box all have a different coloured backing card, and this one is yellow, and they typically use that to hide one, the, um, the dirty brown inside of the card, and um, also the instructions that show you how to play with your figure because everyone needs instructions to know how to play with toys. Um, so, yep, that's entirely collector-friendly. You can take it all apart and put it back together. Uh, the trays, so there's a very big tray for the figure. The hands and portraits uh, comes with a little cover so you don't lose everything uh, inside the box. And then there's um, a flight stand packed in behind that. The reason that it's such a big 
tray for the figure is Super Saiyan 3 Goku has a ridiculous amount of hair. You could probably <laughs> cast another another figure of an average size out of that hair. Um, so that's fairly impressive. I'm not sure I haven't got the um, the old box out to sit it next to the new box. I suspect that there would be a little bit of size difference because the old one came with a couple of other extras, which I'll talk about in a bit. Uh, so the sculpt. This guy is using a much more modern sculpt. It's got the uh, the new articulated crotch um, that we've seen for a <laughs> while now, which it's a bit like um, the the Gatchaman figure that Ben was talking about the other week um, in that when you look at the hips, they, they have this awful-looking thing that pokes out between the, the crotch and the leg. Um, it's not, to my mind, quite as bad as the, the Gatchaman figure, but... You know, it's not great. Uh, other things, the knees have been done differently in this figure compared to the old. So the old one, it was just uh, a straight cut, and you could actually see the joint um, if you bent the knee up. In this new version, there is the cut at the top of, or the bottom of the thigh, another cut at the top of the shin, and then there's the uh, on the joint, there's actually some sculpted pant fabric, so it doesn't look like it's just a... Um, a straight join there, which is kind of neat. Um, it probably stops a bit of uh, hyperextension in the knee. Um, otherwise, yeah, it, it kind of covers it fairly well. So that's a nice addition. Um, there's still no articulation at the top of the boot. Uh, there is the standard ball-jointed ankle, um, toe articulation, ball-jointed hands, uh, double jointed elbow that still you cannot rotate sideways through the elbow and then the um, the shoulder that's articulated top and bottom uh, a doubly articulated neck um, there is a waist rotation and an ab crunch and the hair I'm just trying to work out how many pieces that comes out into the hair is one two three four pieces and they all rotate but there's not a lot of rotation movement in it but there is a bit um, so that's quite good as well. The other thing, and I'm not playing hard with that, uh, the halo on top of Goku's head does not seem to be easily removed. I am not playing with that because I have, I have four. Um, so in terms of articulation, yep, that's pretty good. It's balance is about as good as the old one, which is to say it's shithouse. Um, anything with that much solid plastic <laughs> at the top is, um, is not going to have a good center of gravity. So that's not a surprise, really. Um, if you're going to balance him, he's going to do a lot of bending forward or you're going to use a flight stand or he's going to be doing some kind of weird pelvic thrust manoeuvre. Um, <laughs> no, the pelvic thrust manoeuvre does not help. It makes it worse. Um, yeah, so that's not too bad. Um, I'm trying to look at the, the body sculpt and see how that compares to other things. So I know the, um, the pant... Uh, with new crotch is reuse, and I'm pretty sure that was reused the top part of it anyway from the um, Super Saiyan Awakening Goku. Um, I think the legs are a little bit bigger than on the Xenoverse Hero figure, so that's not new. The chest is probably also not new and is probably reused from any number of Gokus or Vegetos, um, so there's a lot of reuse there. The, the face on this figure is fatter than the old one and i think it actually it looks it looks a bit wrong right i mean this is um it does actually now you've mentioned it i can't unsee it yeah 
Like, he just looks like he's been in the pies a bit too long. Mm. <laughs> I suppose all that fighting, you must work up an appetite. I mean, it is Goku. He does nothing but eat when he's not training. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He just looks a bit too fat because I, I seem to remember he was quite scrawny. Um, and the other thing is he looks like he's also been in the uh, the eyeliner quite heavily as well um, from the way they've done the eyes. I uh, don't remember it looking quite that bad in Super Saiyan 3. Super Saiyan 4, they definitely get into the uh, the eyeliner in a big way. Um so that's a bit disappointing as well. Um, the other thing is, if you compare this to the older one, it's definitely shorter. So mm. it's shorter by the time you get from uh, the feet up to the top of the shoulders, and then I think it loses a little bit more height um, with the new neck and the new face, so that also doesn't help make him any less fat. Um, and I think his neck is also a bit thicker as well compared to the old one. So... All around, he's kind of beefcaked out. He's got bigger biceps too. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he's rocking some guns, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near that guy in a dark alley. So, what's what gives with the colour of the arms difference between the old and the new? Yeah. So I'm trying to work it out because I know. Uh, okay, so this is getting into the colours. The old one, for those that have seen it, it's a very, very kind of dirty brown, washed out orange. Um, hmm. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look, so forgive the typing. Um, so it's it's like he's been hanging out with with Donald Trump, like yeah. this kind of <laughs> fake tan thing going on. Bronze, yeah, he does. Bronze. Oh. So um, yeah, in the show, he he definitely does go like his. I think it's all the the energy aura and everything. He does definitely go a bit redder looking, and his uniform definitely does look kind of that dark brownie color. But I think in the old one. They overdid it. Um, mm. The new version they've gone basically for uh, the more standard Goku uniform color, um, so it it's not as off-putting, despite that it's not as accurate. Um, yeah. And they've also not, you know, put him in the bronzer, um, though he probably needs to be a little bit darker because he he looks kind of pale compared to what he should mm. look like. But yeah, I think it's it's okay. It's just. Um, people forget what Super Saiyan 3 really looked like originally, I think is part of the issue. Um, it was a, a horrible concept completely in my mind, so I'm, I'm not that upset if they uh, try and make it look a little bit better. Um, yeah, so so that's one of the, issues, the things with the paints. Um, they've also gone and reused um, more of a classic boot colouring rather than the uh, anime-accurate boot colouring. Um the original had um, copyright information on the back, just above the uh, what is it? The uh, the sash. There's a proper name for it, and I've used it recently. Mm. Not Tabi. Anyway, um, so that's nice to see that's gone. The other thing that kind of threw me was, um, as I've done with most of the things I've re-released, is they've gone for metallic yellow hair, and I've never been a fan of Dragon Ball Z characters being done in figures with metallic yellow. Yes, they're referred to as golden-haired warriors and blah, blah, blah in um, the original material, but then every time they were done in the series, they didn't actually use metallic shades. They used different shades of yellow and orange and kind of sulfury colours to, to make it look like a vaguely more natural hair colour. Um, and in this case, it actually seems to make the hair look smaller than on the original. 
um, which is really interesting because it's exactly, as far as I can tell, it's the exact same hair bunch. Like, it's the same strands in the same places. It looks exactly the same. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can actually squish up the original one so it looks the same. And no, it looks bigger on the original. Um, whether it's that there's a little bit more joint separation, I'm not sure. But that's kind of a bit off-putting as well when you put them anywhere near each other. And I think even when I just saw this one, I was like, oh, that hair doesn't seem quite long enough. Um, but they both have hair going down past their butts, so it's probably about right. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. another interesting one. So let's see, we've talked about that. Uh, in terms of the packings and different things like that, um, you get five sets of hands, um, in addition to the, the pre-equipped punchy hands, you get three additional portraits in equipped to the um, grinning like a lunatic portrait, or it's actually smoking like a lunatic. So the other hands you get is um, there's fingers splayed, key blast attack, there's chopping hand, there's um, instant transmission hand, there's kamehameha hand, there's general um, fingers cocked grappling hand, the portraits, there's a, a shouty face, there's a teeth gritted, and there's a looking up and to the left with serious mouth face. So there's a bit of range there, and, I'm, and they're all, I think, different portraits to what the original had, um, which kind of makes sense. There wouldn't have been a lot of reuse given that they're going for the fatter face, um, so they may as well have gone and given us a whole bunch of different uh, portrait items that we've got there. The other thing is there is a flight stand, um, and like I've said, you basically need it for this figure. It's not like it's a, yay, they finally listened and gave us flight stands because Dragon Ball Z makes no sense without flight stands. <laughs> um, it really is just a necessity. So the thing that's missing from the original is the original had the, um, the radiating aura effect. So it was basically um, four pieces, and it's kind of like some of the wave effect pieces but made into big arcs and they all kind of plug mm. in to each other and you had to somehow sit your figure in amongst the whole lot of that. Um, and it looked kind of cool. It was kind of a pain in the ass and it restricted the amount that you could pose with. Um, but I, I'm not really sure why they would have cut that because it kind of cost that much to remake that. They would have already had the parts or they would have had to do is produce it and stick it in there. And they've mm. already got a lot of other reuse in this figure, so it should not have cost that much additional. Um, so that's a bit disappointing that we didn't get it. Um, other than that, you know, it's it's a fine figure. Um, in terms of score, it's it's a bit difficult, right? Uh, I'm paying more for fractionally less figure. Um, the sculpt is a little bit worse. The colours are a bit better except for the hair. Uh, uh, let's go for <laughs> seven and a half. Seven and a half. Fair enough. That sounds pretty good. Do you, do you know? I mean, obviously, Bandai are re, well, re-releasing is, is an interesting choice of what's well, an interesting term, but we are getting characters that have been done before, and the majority of the time, these figures aren't just straight re-releases. They, uh, you know, in the case that you've just, you know, the example you've just given us, you know, there's a very definite change on almost every level. So there's a difference in sculpt, there's a difference in paint, there's a difference in accessories. Is this a, do you think, a, a deliberate, you know, choice by Bundy to, to do that? Like, if we're going to re-release this figure, let's make some changes so 
people who missed out on the old one can get a new one, but people who have the old one can get something new. Like, is that a, do you think that's something Bandai does deliberately? I think in this line they definitely are. So they, they did the, um, the whole first release, which is typically the first release is the manga colors. So from either covers or the colored pages you get once every, what, couple of months or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Or, and then the redo is the anime colorings, which, um, for things like Vegeta and Trunks, it was just kind of a different color blue for the, the undersuit of their Saiyan armor. Um, for things like Piccolo and Gohan, it was changing colors of wristbands and belts and shoes. Um, but then they've also come along and gone, well, now that they've got, for example, the improved crotch, they're basically re-releasing every character with an improved crotch um, mm. to give you better mm. articulation along the way. So that's probably one thing we can expect to see any major character get redone. I think anything that's that's hard to get. So Super Saiyan 3, Goku, the original, I can only imagine what that goes for on eBay, what it used to go for, considering it was an exclusive as well. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. Is there a particular one you're after? No, I'm just curious. I, obviously, I'm a latecomer and I've missed some of the early ones. And, uh, yeah, I'm just curious as to whether this is the standard sort of approach that they're going to do for, um, you know, the re-releases. I still don't have a Krillin, so yeah. that, that'll be one I'll be keeping an eye on. So Krillin had the old crotch, so he's a candidate for a re-release at some point? Yeah, yeah. Very nice indeed. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, thanks, mate. We're going to take a, another short pause and we're going to come back with our third and final Toy of the Week. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favourite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, coming back with our third and final Toy of the Week is Ben. So over to you. Well, thank you kindly, sir. Um, doing something a little bit different for this Toy of the Week. Uh, I'm going to be talking about some accessories. Um, a little bit hard to stick with our usual sort of categories that we do for a Toy of the Week, so I'm going to do my best. But uh, I'll probably just end up, you know, rambling uh, at length, so uh, bear with me. Um, one of the uh, the great fears that I have uh, in the world of pop culture collecting uh, is that Hasbro will get around to doing a 6-inch uh, scale G.I. Joe line. Um, I, I love the concept of G.I. Joe with all those really cool accessories and all that really cool gear that they can get, not just the weapons, but um, various bits and pieces and, you know, suits and, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I've always been pretty keen on uh, having characters like the Punisher armed up, and so I'm always on the lookout for various weapons and um, have dreams one day of building a, a pretty big sort of diorama with him in one of his safe houses, etc. Um, but, uh, look, I, I do have uh, a certain 
I guess, um, attraction to specific weapons that haven't been made um, in part with uh, Marvel Legends and so I'm always on the lookout for alternatives and things like that. And um, every now and then I see the Punisher portrayed in comics or or even statues and the sculptor has made a choice to have him armed with some really stupid guns and you sort of think, why would an ex-Marine arm himself with a a double-barrel shotgun, for example? Hmm. Yeah. this guy's a trained Marine, you know, he'd probably have an M4 that's uh, that's kitted out and whatnot. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so every now and then I, I look for some of those extra weapons just to have a, a bit of fun with um, some of my posing. And I came across the Little Armoury series from a company called Tomy Tech, um, T-O-M-Y-T-E-C, and they're uh, probably best known for making model railway uh, accessories and scenery and stuff like that. But for some really odd reason, they've decided to just uh, take a, a right turn with um, their production and do one twelfth scale, so that fits with Marvel Legends, uh, military accessories. And uh, it's called Little Armoury. Now, that's Little Armoury, uh, not spelt with Her Majesty's uh, English spelling of Armoury. It is the, the bastardised version of A-R-M-O-R-Y. So Little Armoury without the U, but uh, we'll forgive it. So, um, so far, they've actually cranked out uh, a considerable number of accessories. They don't just do weapons. Uh, they've done things like riot shields, rifle cases, ammo cases. Um, they've even done some, uh, I guess, stuff that you'd use in a diorama, like a weapons rack and uh, things like that. And uh, so I've, I've sort of decided to take the plunge with a couple of them, and I've got a couple of my favourites. One of them is the, the M134 minigun. Uh, made famous by uh, many, but specifically Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2. And the other is the AA-12 shotgun, uh, which you'll remember Terry Crews uh, using in The Expendables. And also uh, Adrian Brody had one in Predators. So it's that automatic shotgun. Uh, So... You know, I had a look around and, and got blown away by some of the prices that these uh, go for. And one of the things I found out was the play the long game with these because the prices vary widely. Um, you can pre-order the new ones that come out on places like Hobby Link Japan, etc. But um, I, I found that the minigun, which I originally got stunned by the price for this tiny little accessory, um, and I started stalking and stalking and stalking, and I finally picked one up for about thirty Australian dollars, which is about twenty-four American, which I thought was pretty reasonable. But um, there, you see some of these going for extraordinary prices on eBay. So uh, I picked up the minigun, picked up the AA-12 shotgun. Uh, these have been out for quite some time. As I said, I've stalked them, but I picked them both up this year. Um, and the, they really harken back to old school model kits. Uh, in terms of packaging, we're talking uh, pretty much the the cardboard box. Um, this is oh. the cardboard box where you, you flip open the flap at one end. Um, styling is actually quite interesting because the whole line seems to be really driven towards uh, arming up your Figma, um, you know, anime schoolgirls. So the covers have these what appears to be 12-year-old girls from your favourite anime um, holding massive weapons like the AA-12 and stuff like that. Uh, So I'm going to talk about the scale a little bit further on, but um, they are meant to be 112, so 6-inch scale. Now, the big thing about these is they're effectively model kits. So if you're expecting to just buy this, open it up, take the gun out, put it in the Punisher's hand and keep going, then you're going to be disappointed. These actually come on sprues. So just like the old model kits from your youth, 
um, you do actually need to sort of clip all the parts out and join them together. Uh, what's actually really cool is everything fits seamlessly and anytime something connects to something else that comes with a little, uh, you know, a little plug that sort of clicks it together. So you actually don't need any glue, which is cool. Uh, what you do need is a set of little clippers to, to get the parts off of the sprues. You could probably get them off by just sort of yanking them or something, but I found it easier just to sort of clip them off. Um, if if you have a bit of um, OCD like me, you have a little scalpel handy and also a little needle file. Um, I just sort of cleaned up each piece as I removed it from the sprue just so that um, that, that sort of connector bit to the sprue was well and truly removed. Uh, I did find a couple of pieces I found it easier to glue um, just because I was either bumping them and they were falling off. Uh, or something like that, but really, you you shouldn't need glue to put these together. Um, AA10 goes together fairly easy because there's not a lot of parts to it. The minigun, on the other hand, took me quite some time because there's a lot of bits and pieces. But um, as someone who can appreciate the, I guess, you know, the the level of engineering that goes into something like the minigun, um, it was actually quite fun to put together. I, I got a, a real feel for for how the gun actually works in terms of, you know, as it went together piece by piece, I could sort of see what, what bit was doing what, which was quite interesting. So, um, yeah, look, in terms of um, collector-friendly, you know, once you get these guys together, you're never really going to pull them apart. You could, but uh, I really wouldn't advise that some of those pieces click together quite heavily. So now in terms of sculpt, this is where um, this series just absolutely excels. Um, you are paying a lot for not much. Um, but when you take one of these little armory weapons and you put it next to something that comes with like a Marvel legend or, or even worse, something that comes with like that true heroes cheapy that you find at Toys R Us, you can really notice the different, the, the level of craftsmanship in how these have been, uh, manufactured is, is fantastic. Like they really have in, immense amounts of detail in them. I was really quite surprised at, um, how they've managed to capture every little sort of, um, bitten piece and crevice it's it's really really quite impressive uh on something this small particularly the really small gun like the aa10 is is not actually big at all so in terms of sculpt they look fantastic uh obviously weapons like this come in many different configurations so um they obviously have to choose you know a, a certain configuration and it may not be your preferred version uh what's actually really cool with the aa10 is it actually comes with um, a few swap out options, and so the AA10 shotgun is has a 12 gauge cartridge. Oh, sorry, the AA12, should I say, has a, a 12 gauge shotgun cartridge. Uh, and as such, you get the option of the drum magazine, or you actually have the straight um, magazine, and uh, they actually swap out really easily. Um, you pop those in with uh, you know giant fingers. Uh, and they actually hold quite well. Uh, you even get a little sprue of extra shotgun cartridges that you can do stuff with. You can either have them on the base you know, and uh, uh, have them littered on the ground as if you know it's been ejecting the cartridges, um, or you could sort of stick them in a you know some kind of a belt or something like that. Um, the other really cool thing for the AA12 is that you have the option of just using the standard um, sort of frame. Uh, which, you know, would allow you to sort of hold it um, like you would a rifle. Uh, but you can actually pull the front of it out and push in a, a second version of the front, which has the barrel attached, which gives you not only a pistol grip uh, attachment, 
but also adds um, a torch uh, and stuff like that. So you can swap that out depending on what you want to do. And that seems to be quite common among a lot of their products. Uh, Minigun, not so much. You kind of you put it in or you don't. You can actually have a slightly longer barrel um, or a shorter barrel. It's up to you how you, you put that together. But once you sort of start to put it together, you'll see you, you'll get a bit of an aesthetic feel for which one you want, and it becomes pretty obvious pretty quickly. Um, so, look, Sculpt is fantastic. I'm really quite impressed with how detailed these are. The minigun in particular is insane in, in the levels of detail, really impressed. Um, only thing I don't like about it is the barrels aren't actually drilled out. So if you're looking at the end of the minigun, you're kind of looking at six little discs. You're not actually getting holes down the barrel that give the impression that they're, um, that they're hollow. Uh, now, in terms of paint, this is where it's actually interesting. These are cast in one-coloured plastic. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So there's no paint applications of any kind, um, nothing whatsoever. So if that's something that you want to do, you'll probably have to obviously do it yourself. Um, interesting, though, that if you go back far enough with weapons manufacturer weapons manufacturing, there was a time where, uh, you know, when guns were made, the metal was gun metal and the stock was made of wood. Uh, obviously, we've come a long way since then, and people use carbon fiber and stuff like that. So, coloring really uh, is completely, you know, is, is whatever you want. You can have stocks made out of uh, any color um, you like. So, there is the option to sort of paint these things. I'm probably going to paint up the minigun a little bit, um, give it a more sort of metallic looking feel because uh, it's currently done on the black plastic. Um, the AA-12, on the other hand, um, if you actually go to YouTube and type AA-12 and have a look at it in action, you'll find that a lot of them are actually black and silver. Um, mm. There's one company in particular that actually took over um, the rights to the AA-12 shotgun and, uh, and, and basically improved it immensely. And so when they're manufactured, they are actually black and silver, and that's what this one actually is. So in theory, if you want it to be accurate, you could just completely leave it as is. But the one that Adrian Brody used in Predators was painted various kind of um, like urban camo colors so you could do that too um really nifty on the drum magazine there's a cover that actually is clear so you can actually see the shotgun cartridges inside that drum magazine they're not painted so you would actually have to paint the cartridges yourself but that's actually comic uh, comic accurate that's actually accurate to the real weapon it does actually have a clear cover so you can see how many rounds are actually still in the drum so nothing there to talk about paint um in terms of articulation, as I said, really cool that you can swap out the magazines, um, click those in and out, and uh, various bits move. The um, the barrels on the minigun actually turn, so you can actually yeah. rotate that, and that actually moves quite seamlessly, um, not too loose, not too tight. I was actually quite um, impressed with that. So in terms of playability, uh, the AA-12 is pretty straightforward. Uh, I've got that um, with my Mezco Punisher at the moment. He's using the, the AA-12 with the drum magazine, and it actually looks really cool. Um, the Mezco Punisher, the, the 112 collective figures are a little bit big. They're a little on the larger 6-inch scale side. Um, I get the feeling that these weapons are really geared towards those Figma anime schoolgirls who in real life would probably be four foot eleven. Um, so be careful there with some of the weapons that you choose because they might actually get dwarfed by the figure. I think if you had something like the Walgren's Punisher, um, most of these weapons would just fit beautifully with, with that guy. So keep that in mind. 
now, also in terms of the posability, the uh, the minigun is actually um, motor-driven, so it obviously requires power. So you actually get cables um, with it that need to be plugged in. I found that mine keep actually falling out. So um, because the ammo pack that the minigun has is like a giant backpack that someone can wear, um, there are little straps as if they really are straps off a backpack. So you can actually mount the ammo pack on a figure's back. Then you put the minigun in um, their hands and then you have the um, not just the uh, the ammo feed going from the minigun to the ammo pack. You've also got these cables running from the minigun back. And I actually found they were all a bit of a pest. Like, you know, every time I'd plug one in, one of the others would fall out again and then a little... <laughs> Um, the little bloody ammo feed would fall out of the ammo. So I think you'd probably get to a point where you'll just get sick of that and just glue them in. So I haven't done that with mine. I'm going to wait until mine's painted up uh, and then I'm actually going to sort of plug those in and, and glue them so that they're permanent. So a um, little bit of sort of finagling to, to get the minigun really happening and working, um, particularly that backpack with the straps. It's quite the pest. Um, they do actually work like real straps. They actually go through those little buckles and everything. So if you've got meaty fingers like me, it can be really quite time-consuming to get that just right. Um, there is actually a new version of the minigun coming out from Little Armoury. It's actually a mounted one. So it's uh, a minigun that's mounted on a tripod with a, a huge ammo feed and ammo box um, next to it so that uh, a figure can just stand behind it, much like the um, the tripod in Empire Strikes Back that the snowtroopers use. So keep an eye out that there are two different versions. Um, this is a really fantastic range. Like there's so many good stuff. They cover both classic and modern. So the, they've got weapons going back to things like Vietnam era M16s, but then they've uh, released the Chris Vector, which is a, a really, really modern submachine gun that is a, a very new release to the world of, um, you know, submachine guns and, and such weapons. So doing some really interesting things. They're even released a motorbike, um, which is really cool. So keep an eye out. Um, be, you know, play the waiting game with those prices. I'm really enjoying these. I'm probably going to invest in maybe one or two more. There's a couple of other weapons like the SCAR that I'm really interested in. Uh, I'm not going to pay $35 for a handgun, so um, I'll be passing on those. Um, but... Yeah, look, I mean, a little bit of little bit of work to get them together. A um, little bit disappointed that they're just sort of cast in one colour, but um, yeah, I think you know it's it's really good fun. And if you want to make a couple of figures like the Punish or someone like that stand out, then uh, this is a, a really good option for you. So I'm probably going to give these maybe eight and a half out of ten dollars. Cool, cool. They really went above and beyond with these little things, didn't they? The, the plug-in capabilities and the little threading through the buckles would have got me, mate. I don't know how you did that. Oh, would have been just... tweezers and little little uh, screwdrivers, I bet. <laughs> oh, and, of course, I, I made the mistake of actually putting it together at the table um, near the mm. kitchen. And uh, I've, I've got... You know, I've got these uh, extra sets of eyes watching me going, what are you doing? Where does that go? Does that go in there? No, that has to go in there. No, you missed the part. And I'm just like, will you leave me alone? I just want to play with my toy dollies, you know. And So is that a gun? Is that for a bad guy? Does the bad guy use that? And I was like, I haven't decided yet. Yeah. So. Model kits aren't at all frustrating or stressful at the best of times. So, yeah. mm. Yes. So very good. Mm. Yeah. So with the like the 
the straps, I assume, are like PVC, and I assume the belts being bendable and the cables for the power to the, the minigun, they're all flexible as well, so some kind of PVC, not they just are. plastic. Yeah, even the uh, the ammo feed is made of a flexible sort of plasticky rubber, so you can actually move that around and, and get it wherever you want. So, yeah, I, I really don't have any complaints about the, the actual, I guess, the engineering of it. It's, it's really quite clever and it all clips together quite seamlessly. Even a lot of the joints, when you press two pieces together, you can't really sort of see the seam uh, much at all. So it's, it's quite impressive. Cool. All right. Well, unless there are any further questions, we'll call time on this review and uh, take a short break and be back to wrap up the episode. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X-Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X-Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, we love to hear from you, and we would love to hear some feedback from you. And if you have uh, any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, comments on previous episodes, comments on this episode, if you just want to say, hey, Justin, welcome back, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And, fellows, that's it. Huzzah. Painless. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> three toys of the week nailed done over with and then off to bed excellent right. well thank you very much for listening and we will catch you next time the action figure blues podcast can be found on itunes and stitcher radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com wherever you listen please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show our theme music is by robert crandall our ad music is by scott holmes the afb logo is created by nath stones we also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, thanks, mate. We're going to take a, another short pause and we're going to come back with our third and final toy of the week. And I'm just going to let the dog in and I'll be back. <laughs> That's a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, what, what could it be? A Tia Maria. He's <laughs> <laughs> a sculling one. <laughs> I don't know if that's something you want to scale, but sure. <laughs>